This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we have made it to Week 17, the final week of the regular season in the NFL, and uh, of course, it's our favorite time of week where we make our picks, and this week, Dylan, they are picks that will have playoff implications for sure this time, because uh, as we know, there are a couple teams uh, in must-win scenarios, and uh, that should make for an interesting week, although I will say, and I think both of us will agree with this, this is certainly one of the harder weeks to predict because you don't know who's going to play. You don't know how long they're going to play for some of these teams that have already locked in their spots in the playoffs. And uh, if you're a gambler, uh, this is a, this is a tough week to predict here. <laughs> yeah, especially for teams outside of the playoff picture completely. Like I think of a Falcons-Bucks game and Rams-Cardinals. The Rams have already said they might not start all their, all their main guys. So, yeah, betting-wise, it's going to be pretty complicated. In terms of our picks, we kind of have to assume – uh, for some teams, like we'll get to the Titans Texans game. The Texans, by that point, by the time they play, might already be locked into the four seed. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things for us to think about. But in terms of the actual games themselves, I don't think usually want to be that hard week overall in terms of the quality of the opponents uh, outside of maybe the Sunday night game. But I think it's going to be a little more complicated as we're talking about because certain teams aren't going to really have much to play for or will already be locked into certain playoff seeds by the time their games come up. Yep, uh, it's going to be a fun week for sure, and as you can already tell probably, we are both uh, in different locations recording this week, of course the holidays, <laughs> so if we sound a little bit different, uh, that is why and as I noted to Dylan uh, there is a dog literally laying right beside me now so uh, if there some barking starts uh, we will do our best to uh, to move along with that so uh all right let's jump in to our picks uh as dylan tries to make up some ground here and based on our picks i think there's a chance i guess we could tie possibly um but uh we'll see unless i decide to change one of mine on the fly uh just to to mess with him i won't do that so we'll, we'll keep it fun all right we start with the browns at the Bengals. the browns three-point favorites uh in this game uh two teams again with nothing to play for um they we, we've talked all season long about the disappointment of the browns certainly a disappointing season for the Bengals, but at least they get the number one pick and we'll have joe burrow as their quarterback next season um i'm gonna pick the browns here dylan i know you're gonna go in a different direction and i can't say i blame you because as we've said many times the browns are a complete mess and i don't think you ever know where you're gonna get from them 
Yeah, the Browns, especially the last few weeks, have just kind of fallen apart. And even when they did beat the Bengals a few weeks ago, it was a pretty close game by the end of it. Uh, one of my favorite stats I saw this week was uh, since 2010, so this entire decade, only two teams in the NFL haven't played on Wild Card Weekend. That are, they are the Patriots, who, of course, have had a bye every yeah. season since then, and the Browns, who have not played in the playoffs in the last <laughs> decade. So here they are, rounding out their the 2010s, I guess, with a, a game against their in-state rival. I just I don't know how much motivation they're going to have. The Bengals uh, don't have to worry about possibly being knocked out of the number one pick. It would have been a little, a little bit more drama and, and intrigue for me going into this game if they still had a chance to lose that pick in terms of Andy Dalton playing his heart out and trying to keep his job potentially. But now that they already have it locked up, I don't think they're going to be holding back at all. They're actually going to try to maybe win this game more so than <laughs> throughout the season. And, yeah, yeah I'm going to take the Bengals my upset of the week here. Just to kind of – it would be a nice exclamation point on the Brown season, I feel like, if they do lose this one. And it, it does – it would probably also make it a little more interesting in terms of the Freddie Kitchen stuff and all, the, all these other rumors we're hearing about the players that want to leave, all that stuff just will be – Amplified if they can't beat the one in fourteen Bengals in the final game. Yeah, you're right. It would be the perfect way for the Bengal or for the Brown season to end. That's for sure, uh, based on all the disappointment. Uh, so, I don't. I don't think that's a bad pick at all uh, for the Browns to really just go out uh, with flying colors here and uh, lose a game to the Bengals. And uh, yeah, going to what's already going to be a pretty interesting off season there in Cleveland. All right, the next one: the Jets at the Bills. The Bills are one and a half point favorites uh, in this one the last time we checked um, obviously the, the spread on this one is all contingent on the fact that there's really no reason for the Bills here to play their guys uh, Sean McDermott I know said mm-hmm. at least I don't know maybe Tuesday or Wednesday uh, he didn't know exactly you know what he was going to do in terms of uh, who was going to play who wasn't going to play I think we know how this turns out um, th- there's no reason like we said for, for the Bills who are back in the playoffs here uh, to to unnecessarily put anyone out there, you know, in, for any situation that could uh, yeah. cost them in the playoffs. They're playing the Jets, who uh, kind of like the Browns, really just disappointing this season. Uh, I'll take the Bills here, and uh, Dylan, we all, we all know who you're taking in this game. Yeah, I'm taking my Buffalo Bills, of course, but uh, <laughs> the one guy playing, according to. Um, one of our articles at Clutch Points was Josh Allen's going to still, I don't know how long he'll be in the game, but apparently yeah. he's going to be on the field. So that uh, puts me a little bit over the edge, and I just trust, obviously, the coach and staff there a bit more than the Jets at this point. Uh, it's funny to think now that uh, in week one, the Jets, that, that game was, I think, 16-0 Jets, and the Bills came back and won by one point. And at that point in the season, obviously, we had no idea where both these franchises were we're going to be able to go. There have been some people picking the Jets to make the playoffs, not so many to make the uh, for the Bills. And it's just crazy how just strong the Bills franchise looks moving forward outside of what they do in these playoffs. But for the foreseeable future, compared to the Jets at 6-9 and nine with one of the easiest schedules in the NFL and uh, no discernible um, <laughs> plan outside of Sam Darnold, who, oh, I mean, he shows flashes in certain games where he certainly looks more than competent other times where yeah, you scratch your head a bit. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bills just in terms of where these two franchises are. Uh, like you said, though, it could be a, a weird game in terms of betting-wise. I would stay away from this one because we 
don't know who's going to be on the field for Buffalo. And even for the Jets, honestly, at this point in the season, uh, if you have guys with any lingering uh, minor injuries, there's no reason to play them either. Yeah, no idea what to expect here. There will be a lot of those games this week, like we said, and uh, this is one with you know, the close close spread especially it's clear no one really knows what to expect in this game uh, so we'll both take the bills and go with that uh the packers at the lions vegas seems to know what they want to see in this game uh the packers 12 and a half point favorites at the lions uh in this scenario uh, if you look at it the packers certainly still have something to play for and and this is going to be the main theme mm-hmm. for all these play for some well the majority of these playoff teams is a lot of this is going to depend on what happens elsewhere. And, you know, some teams may be playing in the same window as the teams they're going up against. Uh, for the Packers, of course, uh, the 49ers don't play until the Sunday night game. Uh, there's still the Saints, of course, that factor into this as well. So the best, you know, formula for the Packers here is to win. And uh, I don't see them having any issues doing that against a Lions team, as we've said for many weeks now, just a bad, bad team. And uh, for all the excitement we had and said, hey, you know, they're making some strides early in the season. Well, <laughs> Stafford injured, Carryon Johnson got injured. Uh, the defense just is not good. And uh, that should make a pretty, pretty convincing win here, I think, uh, for the Packers. Yeah, the last time the Lions won, the World Series was still going. So that kind of tells you <laughs> yes. what happened with that franchise um, since uh, the beginning of the season. And for Green Bay, I, you know, we recorded on Monday before that game. That was probably their most impressive performance all season. The way they beat the Vikings, I know the final score, they ended up winning by a couple touchdowns, but just the sheer amount of the, the yardage differential, the first down, the time of possession, everything in that game, the Vikings looked just, they couldn't hardly move the ball in Green Bay. And if that offense and defense is clicking like that, they're going to be a really tough out in these playoffs. I, I know I've said a few times, they really haven't had that kind of performance. So it was really good to see that against Minnesota. And I think, yeah, with, uh, even if you know they're one seed, they can't control that. They can control getting a bye here. They, they clinch at least a two seed with a win. So I, there's no way in my mind they're going to uh, drop the ball on this one and fall, find a way to lose to Detroit, given uh, where that franchise is at this point. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we think about it. The, the Lions have won four of the last five games in this series, and we we talked about that game, <laughs> yeah. the game early in this season. It's like you know, a lot of people felt like the Lions should have won that game. So uh, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting to think about. But yeah, it's completely different now. These are, are two teams on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, and the Packers, like you said, they have something to play for. They should take care of business. A lot of momentum uh, coming off of that uh, Monday night win against the Vikings and uh, clinching uh, the division uh, once again for, uh, in their history there. So uh, the next game, uh, which will certainly have some playoff implications, although if it goes according to plan, uh, we pretty much know how things are going to unfold here. The Chargers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, another game, as we say, that's really going to sort of uh, determine some other teams watching the Chiefs. There are several teams that are looking at the Chiefs here. Uh, the Chiefs scenario is pretty simple. Uh, they will clinch a first-round bye. If they win, you get a Patriots mm-hmm. loss, uh, The which, as we, as we said, I think is on our previous episode. Let's remember who the Patriots are playing, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, the Chiefs are playing to win, and, and that's all you probably need to know in this one. Uh, they, they would like to win this game. And uh, this is my lock of the week. And remember, this is coming from the same guy who mm-hmm. made the Chargers his lock of the week last week. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to completely flip it here based on what I saw last week from them. Uh, I think the Chiefs win this game by double digits. Should be uh, a win here for Kansas City. 
Yeah, the Chargers, uh, real quick on that flip side, I know you made them the lock, but just the last couple of weeks, some of the good things they were doing for uh, certain stretches of the season, it's all kind of just fallen down. And I, I don't see them putting up too much of a fight in this game. I, I would consider it as my lock of the week as well, but I am picking the Chiefs just straight up. Uh, I still would feel confident about that 10.5-point spread at this point. The defense has given up six points in the last two weeks. I know it's against com- – combined. I know it's against the Broncos <laughs> and Bears, uh, but we saw what they did against the Patriots uh, the week before against the Raiders. They've just had a really solid stretch of football lately. After that game where they gave up 35 to the Titans, uh, they've really bounced back so well, and that's why, as we you know – when we get into these episodes talking about the playoff matchups, they're going to be a really scary team for everyone in the AFC. Uh, the Ravens and Patriots are grabbing most of the headlines, especially Baltimore. But the Chiefs bounce on both sides. Patrick Mahomes just coming together completely at this point, uh, looking fully healthy. Yeah, I think they're going to win this game by at least two touchdowns and possibly even more. Yep, uh, Chiefs should take care of business here against the Chargers. Uh, what a disappointing season uh, for the Chargers and Yes, uh, another another road game for the Chargers. How many of those yeah. have they played this year? Double double digits now, right? So, um, <laughs> sixteen now. Yes. Yeah. And the last the last time they played in Kansas City, it's crazy to think what last, that game last year where uh, the the Chargers kind of closed the gap and almost were able to steal the division away from Kansas City. And it was a classic Chargers going for two um, after scoring in the final seconds to possibly tie. Instead, they win by one on the two point conversion. Mike Williams. That was one of the games of the 2018 regular season. Fast forward to now, it's, it's so crazy where both these franchises are at this point, given where they were just a year ago. Yeah, pretty wild, uh, that's for sure. So, Chiefs uh, in a good spot here. Should take care of business at home there at Arrowhead. Uh, another game here, uh, the Bears, who will not be in the playoffs. Uh, feeling, feeling a little bit better about that pick uh, in the preseason predictions there, leaving them, <laughs> leaving them out. Uh, the Bears at the Vikings. The Vikings are a one-point favorite in this game, and that's because, of course, the Vikings are going to be the sixth seed, and uh, what do they really have to play for here? Uh, meanwhile, the Bears, I guess, you know, they don't really have anything to play for either, uh, but this is one of those games, like we say, we expect some unpredictable results uh, with with some of these, and I'm just going to go out and take the Bears here. I, I, you know, that Vikings... Mm-hmm. <sighs> that that left a bad taste in your mouth, I think, if you're Vikings fans. And and while this week, as we said, really it means nothing, um, I just can't help but think this is going to be a scenario where, let's say they lose at home to the Bears, even though their starters aren't playing, then they go into the playoffs, maybe lay another egg, and we're looking at the Vikings the way their season ended and thinking, man, that was a rough end for, for them, and I just I think a Bears win here would sort of uh, play into that. Although the Vikings should win this game, I really probably no matter who's playing because we know what the Bears' offense is not capable of at this point. Uh, I yeah. I just just I guess I'll take the Bears here. I actually had the Bears initially, but I, this is the one game I switched to the Vikings so that I have a shot, <laughs> as you mentioned, of tying you for the season picks record. Four games back going into Week 17, got some ground to make up. So we'll see if Minnesota can pull this one out. Why I initially thought of the Bears, I mean, a lot of the reasons you just said, I think they want to also just respond well after that game against the Chiefs where they just did, did nothing really at all uh, the whole game. Yeah. Uh, it was tough to imagine what their game plan was. I know the Chiefs' defense, as we get said before just did they've improved a lot but it, it was ugly <laughs> and on the other side i mean the defense you'll have a good snap here and overall the unit has not been the same 
Um, so, I mean, yes, it's a division rival. Uh, I can see the Bears winning this one, especially with Minnesota possibly sitting guys out. For Minnesota, though, I feel like you also need to have going into the playoffs. I know ten and, finishing 10-6 and six is still uh, an accomplishment in itself. But you want to have a better taste in your mouth after that packaging. They just got beat down, and now you're going to be facing likely, you know, either the Packers or the teams uh, possibly in that in that wild card round. It's not going to be an easy game. You want to got, get your uh, head right and get a big victory here. So I got, I'll slip my pick to the Vikings, but do not feel confident whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's it's hard to feel confident about the Vikings, and that's what we said. It was sort of funny how we both picked uh, different teams last week in that that battle uh, between the Packers and Vikings. But ultimately, I just uh, I don't know. I had my concerns with the Vikings. They showed up, and uh, yeah. So here they are, uh, probably going to be going on the road playing a red-hot team, and that's not what you want uh, to start the playoffs. But uh, that's about the Vikings are in, so we'll see what happens uh, in this game against the Bears. Uh, the next one, the Dolphins at the Patriots. Um, the the game probably, I guess, you know, if we would have looked back early in the season and got to this point, we'd have said, well... Uh, I think we know exactly sort of what the story is for both teams, but really it's been a little bit different than we thought. The, the Dolphins have gotten better. Uh, the Patriots, uh, you know, they're 12-3, and three, but as we've said many times, we have our concerns with the Patriots, uh, that offense, of course. Um, the scenario for the Patriots, they will get the first round by if they win, and it's pretty much as simple as that. So, uh, Or the Chiefs could lose, and they'd still get it in that scenario too. So, Obviously, we know the Patriots are going to be playing to win here because uh, they would like that first-round buy. I said on the previous episode, this is a team I think could really use that first-round buy uh, to try to work some things yeah. out on offense. Uh, Patriots, uh, pretty easy pick here. Yeah, pretty nice opponent for New England in this uh, yeah. this uh, week here to clinch that buy. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Pats as well. It was a little bit too high of a spread for me to make this my walk at 15.5 points. I know they covered that one in week two that was like 18 or 19 or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I, I, the Dolphins, as we've talked about a lot, have improved so much. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, congrats to him on winning the, the Miami uh, MVP yes. for the season. <laughs> I think it's well-deserved given what he's done over the second half and how they've really uh, kind of – been able to play uh, compared to the beginning of the season they do not look like the same team at all i know there are some turnover but overall a lot of the same guys are there and they're just taking some really big strides forward so uh yeah it'll be a huge test for them <laughs> i don't think they're gonna be able to win but i won't be surprised if it's uh, closer to that 10 11 point range i don't think the patriots are necessarily going to run away with this one i won't be shocked if they do but the dolphins have they're going to fight at least and uh, try to put in their best effort new england I, I know it's you know, and their mindset, and Bill Belichick will have have them already with the mindset of it doesn't matter who we're playing, just put our best football out there. But at the same time, in the back of your mind, you're still looking at that buy, like you're thinking this is a game you're going to cruise to. So uh, it's one for betters that I, I would maybe shy. <laughs> Um, going with the Dolphins possibly covering here. Yeah, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, the over-under on his pass attempts, I think it's 55 on this one. I think he's going to he's gonna put it up uh, quite, unless they decide to, yeah. you know, bring in Josh Rosen, get him a little, I don't know. But, um, oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think if Fitzpatrick plays the whole game, he's throwing it 55 times. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, the Patriots should take care of, uh, you know, business here and, and get that by. Uh, we'd certainly be surprised uh, otherwise. All right, uh, meaningless game, but probably we we have to consider that this could be one of the more entertaining games of the week for sure, based on oh, yeah. how these two teams play. The Falcons at the Bucks. The Bucks are one and a half point favorites uh, in this one. I don't know. I'm going to pull up the over under right now on this one because I have to assume uh, it's a pretty high one. Eh, 
Eh, 47. That's not... You know, as high as I thought. Give, give, me the, give me the over. 47. I, I'd have to check the weather, I guess, in Tampa, <laughs> but uh, give, give me the over on this one because I, I think you're just going to see two teams that aren't going to play great defense. I know the Bucks' defense has gotten better. Falcons' defense has shown signs during some of these games, but... I think you're going to have Matt Ryan and, and Jameis just sort of slinging it around, and and I just this is going to be a wild game. Um, I, you know, the, the only thing you can probably know for sure is that Jameis is going to throw an interception. Uh, probably going to happen on the first possession. Maybe a pick six. We don't know. Uh, I will take the Falcons here. I again, it's a flip flip a coin. Like really, this this should pretty much be a pick yeah. because who knows what we're going to get here. When I was looking at some of the uh, previews going into this game, one of my favorite headlines was this one. It said, Falcons-Buccaneers preview. The winner will finish second in the NFC South. And I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> yes. that's real exciting. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like you said, the over, I would feel pretty confident about that. Uh, according to AccuWeather here on the ESPN app, it says 79 degrees, partly uh, partly cloudy. Partly oh, sunny, yeah, so, take the uh, over should be pretty good conditions. <laughs> And even if it wasn't, I mean, the rain might lead to more turnovers yeah. from Jameis. Not that he really needs any help with that. But, yeah, I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers getting the season sweep of their division rival, whether, whatever that means for their uh, actual pride. It's finishing second in that division. I don't know when the last time they did that is. It's probably been quite a bit because the three franchises in there have done so much better. I mean, the Buccaneers for now this whole decade, a team that really hasn't made much of an impact. They almost made the playoffs, you know, almost a decade ago now. So here they are trying to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, I'm going to say they just get a little bit of the home cooking. I mean, they almost beat the Texans last week. Uh, I'll, I'll just, like you said, though, it's a coin flip game. Neither team really has something to play for. It's just more of uh, pride at this point. And I'll go with Tampa Bay and that, that run defense has been so great this year. Finding a way to get a uh, final victory for Jameis. I feel like 8-8 eight eight would kind of be a perfect <laughs> record for him, if, especially if he is able to complete the uh, – the uh, immaculate 30-30 season <laughs> where he gets 30-plus touchdowns and 30-plus interceptions. I'll be rooting for that more than anything, really. Yeah, um, yeah. just there you go. No no analysis needed <laughs> on this game. Just just watch this game. Enjoy it for what it is. It'll be... It'll be a fun one. I think we can, we at least know that uh, for sure. So, um, all right. Speaking of that division, the Saints are at the Panthers. The Saints are 13-point favorites in this one, and that is because they have uh, a lot on the line here as uh, they would like to get a first-round bye. Right now they're sitting in that number three seed, um, and they can get a first-round bye. If they win, of course, that's the main thing is they need to win, uh, plus a Packers loss or tie or or a 49ers loss or tie. Um, they've kind of got a, a long list of potential options here, um, which, you know, as we know, always involve ties, which I guess, you know, they're, they're, those aren't as completely, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, surprising anymore. We've seen some of those. Uh, so maybe that does factor into the mix. But, uh, the again, the formula is pretty simple. Uh, they would like to win here. They would like to have the 49ers or the Packers lose. Uh, and you're playing a Panthers team. You know, it's it's the Panthers. So Saints uh, pretty much seem like a pretty easy pick here. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think we might have three 13-3 and three teams in the NFC. <laughs> uh, kind of unfair to New Orleans, in my opinion. They won't get a bye. That's yeah. uh, got to be rough. If you, if you win 13 games, don't get a bye. It does not happen that often. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this game, they've been playing so well lately. Even last 
last week. I know the Titans aren't, you know, the, the best team in the NFL, but they've been a, a pretty, they were a pretty tough opponent. And the Saints went in there one by ten. I think thirteen points spread against a Panther team that, as we've seen, has slid immensely since Ron Rivera got fired, and just overall in the second half of the year. I don't know if Will Greer is going to be a quarterback. I'm not sure if they've already said, but I don't really care who's in there. I'm going to make this my lock of the week. I think the Saints are going to win this one going away. And, yeah, they, they do need some help, though, like you said. But either the Packers, probably not the Packers losing, but more likely it would be a Seattle win at home against the Niners. We'll get to that game later. But yeah. uh, at this point, yeah, for New Orleans, I think they're going to uh, – it's just a, it's funny to think, though, also, in this one five weeks ago was that kind of a classic between the Saints and Panthers where it went back and forth. Yeah. A little bit of bad luck for New Carolina led to the game-winning field goal for Will Lutz. So it's kind of crazy to think I'm going from that one where they're at home to here in a 13-point spread making the walk of the week. But I just think the last few weeks, especially it started with, you know, they lose that 49er game. Uh, it was a really tough one. But since then, they I mean, that Colts game, they thoroughly dominated them, played so well against the Titans. And I think a much weaker opponent than Tennessee at this point in Carolina, they're just going to win this one big. Yep, uh, they should uh, win this one, like we said. it's uh, They have something to play for, and you tend to trust uh, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas' connection, uh, especially in a game like this. Uh, with Alvin Kamara, of course, doing what he does. And, yeah, Saints are in a good spot here. And they should win this game and then sort of, you know, play the the wait-and-see game, depending on what happens with the Packers and the 49ers. So, uh, all right, into the afternoon games, which uh, we, you know, at this point, we'll know a little bit more about where certain teams stand, but we already know where these two teams stand. They're not going to make the playoffs. Cardinals at the Rams. Sorry, Dylan, that was a little little too harsh, a little too straightforward. Um, (laughs) I'll try to be nicer about it next time. Uh, The Rams are five-point favorites. In this game, uh, as we know, not the season the Rams wanted after making the Super Bowl. Uh, and the Cardinals, uh, you know, not not the season they wanted either. But I guess, you know, based on what we've seen, we've seen some players get better. They had a great acquisition in Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. who's been fantastic. They get a win at the Seahawks, uh, you know, by two touchdowns. And so they're going to be a team that goes into the offseason with probably more momentum than we expected them to. Uh, however, I I will go with the Rams here. I know it's a game that doesn't really mean a whole lot, uh, but uh, we, we saw the Rams pretty much decimate the Cardinals the last time they played there mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Uh, so I'll rely on that and take the Rams here. Yeah, I was going to say, the last time I, these two teams played, I picked the Cardinals trying to put myself out of that uh, playoff hope misery. <laughs> so, obviously, the Rams ended up making that, that happen anyway, just a little more brutally and painfully. But, yeah, and this one, I, last game at the Coliseum before they move into their new stadium, I know that doesn't mean a ton to anyone outside of Rams fans, maybe, <laughs> but I think they'll be playing hard. It's going to be a, probably a pretty subpar atmosphere, I'd guess because there's a lot of disappointment given what the team did last year going into this one. The Cardinals, uh, yeah, I, I did consider going with a flip here as I try to make up ground on you and the picks just based on how yep. they played last week. I know Seattle uh, really dropped the ball on that one, but the Cardinals still played well, still played hard, and I think they're going to be – I feel like they have something more to prove in this game than the Rams. Uh, the Rams, you know, 8-8, eight and eight, I, I know Sean McVay says he wants to have a winning record, but I don't think it really changes how the, uh, the disappointment for the season and what they're going to need to do in the offseason – to improve, whereas for the Cardinals, I think just gain uh, the confidence that, you know, there are two games against the 49ers, they almost won, they, they dropped both of those in close ones, and if they can uh, they can finish 
Christmas wins over Seattle and the Rams. It's not something that just, it's not nothing for a Cardinals franchise. It has really regrouped quickly. And I think, you know, Kyler, whether Kyler, Brett Hundley, whoever's in there, I think Arizona will present a decent challenge here. That's why I don't make this my walk of the week. Uh, Obviously, we don't know who's really going to be on the field for the Rams, but I'll go with Los Angeles to get this one done. Yep, uh, two franchises that uh, certainly have some some areas that they need to address in the offseason to uh, to try to to move forward there. As we know, the Rams not that far off from the Super Bowl, and then uh, you've got the Cardinals who are certainly rebuilding, and and they'll have some things they have to address uh, for sure as well in the offseason. All right, now we go to the NFC's block of this whole deal, and I at least think these two teams because uh, this is pretty easy to figure out uh, how things are going to unfold here with who gets in between the Cowboys and the Eagles. We start with the Cowboys, uh, Redskins at the Cowboys, Cowboys 11-point favorites in this game. Uh, pretty simple for the Cowboys after losing at Philly last week. They have to win, and they need the Eagles to lose. Those two combined have to happen, whereas uh, we'll talk about the Eagles here in a second. Um, you know, we mentioned the Browns earlier and sort of how fitting it would be if uh, the Browns lost that game with the Bengals. <laughs> Certainly, uh, I, I think for the Cowboys, a home loss in Week 17 with the playoffs on the line to the Redskins uh, would probably be pretty fitting based on what we anticipate uh, to happen there with them in terms of coaching changes. Uh, but, I, you know, you can't pick against the Cowboys here. But uh, it's certainly something where I don't know that I would be just completely shocked at this point. Uh, the Redskins have played – I mean, they've, the Redskins have played a little bit better. I mean, we, we know that they're kind of a stingy team. But you would expect uh, the Cowboys to come out and pretty much win this game convincingly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, all the things we've made fun of the Cowboys for, it's it's crazy to look at their point differential of plus 82 um, as compared to in their yardage differential. They're much better in those two categories in terms of just their point differential and yardage differential than a year ago when they went 10-6. and six. It's crazy. I, I think they're a better team than we've seen. I think the Redskins, yes, they've played better and their offenses performed better, but I think – uh, they've also given up a ton of points to the Eagles and Giants, not exactly the best offense opponents at this point. I think the Cowboys offense will get right, whether it means anything. Yeah, it depends, obviously, on the game we're about to get to. I think the Cowboys will win this one going away. Uh, they will, I don't think they'll have a fitting send-off that would be, as you say, perfect for the Cowboys <laughs> and the, the Jason Garrett era. If they, if they drop this one, oh, my gosh, the, the Monday morning talk shows, our podcast, any, any really, anyone is going to have some sort of take on that. Uh, for the Redskins, I guess they have maybe something to play for, too, in terms of losing and possibly getting a better draft pick. So maybe for their own sake, they should just uh, lay down on this one. Well, it's funny because, you know, I'm just envisioning the scene here. If, they, if Let's say the Cowboys game's a little bit ahead of the Eagles and the Giants game. Um, and the Redskins win. And, like, you're going to have Eagles fans, Giants fans. Like, it's going to be so loud at MetLife Stadium that uh, so many people are going to be cheering that it's just not even going to be funny. Um, so that that would. Like, that if that scenario plays out, uh, Jerry Jones might fire Jason Garrett before he even gets back to the locker room. Um, like, he, he's not going to be happy with that. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But, obviously, the Cowboys should win. Uh, whether that happens uh, remains to be seen. All right, the Eagles at the Giants. The Eagles are four-and-a-half points favorites uh, in this game. I will tell you, I said this last week, and you guys have heard this many times throughout the season on our picks episodes. 
I always get a sense that, you know, I'm like, okay, watch out for this game. I'm telling you, there's just something about it that I just doesn't feel right. I said that last week about the mm-hmm. Steelers and the Jets. Ultimately, I was a coward and went with the Steelers. Well, I'm going to be a coward again this week because I'm going to take the Eagles here, but I don't know, man. I, I just can't shake the sense that this is that spot mm-hmm. where, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, Saquon's been playing better. Uh, I don't. I, the Eagles should win this game, but there's a reason why it's a four and a half point spread. Uh, because I don't know that. I just. I don't know. I can't tell you that I'm convinced that they're going to win this game. Uh-huh. Um, I will take them, but uh, maybe this sort of feels like a similar situation on some of these other ones I picked. From like, I don't know. I could see the Giants winning here. Yeah, you just don't trust the Eagles in any game at this point. I know they, they played much better and could have won by more points than they did against Dallas. And, yeah, the Giants are 4-11, and 11, but, hey, they've won two in a row. They're out partying in Hoboken. Uh, <laughs> they might, they got some, they're having some fun and uh, probably want to end the season on a high note. And I, I think they're going to present a pretty big challenge to the Eagles. Uh, I mean, it did take overtime last time yeah. for Philadelphia to win, and now – I was looking at the weather just now. It's saying it could be mid forties with rain. It, mm. It's going to be could be just a really ugly, sloppy game. I'm going to pick the Eagles mostly because I picked them before the year to win the division. Let alone everything else I picked them to do, which I don't think will be the case. Uh, but I think they'll find. I mean, they did find the rhythm on offense. I think Carson Wentz built some trust with some of these targets that are not the guys we not the familiar faces we saw at the beginning of the year. The defense played really well against Dallas, and I think the Giants uh, are going to probably turn the ball over a few times. So Philly is my pick, but just for the sake of drama, I hope both of these teams come down to the wire. But I, I, I think the best, like you're saying, that would be if the, the Eagles and Cowboys both leave. That would just be perfect. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I just, I, I've got a sense here that Saquon is in a rainy game, especially. I think he could just go off again and I don't know. I, I'm sorry, Eagles fans. I'm not. I, I know you're already nervous, but uh, I'm not helping you here. But uh, you know, I've been wrong before. There's just uh, the Giants have nothing to lose here, and uh, that that could play into this. Uh, so we'll see. Formula simple for the Eagles: win and you're in. Uh, Cowboys need some help from the Eagles, but uh, we'll see. It's the NFC East in 2019. Uh, as we know, there's there's no way to know what you're going to get from that. Uh, all right, the Raiders at the Broncos. As we said on the previous episode, the Raiders still have a chance here. The Broncos are three and a half point favorites uh, here in Denver. And um, all right, Dylan, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I've really just, you know, kind of just my my just switching everything. Last week I had the Chargers my lock of the week against the Raiders. This week I had the Chargers on the opposite end of the lock of the week. Uh, this week I'm gonna have the Raiders as my upset of the week because I just I don't know. Like I, and I've been very high on the Broncos. This is well documented. We've talked about them uh, the past several weeks. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I just – maybe something last week, the Raiders feeling okay about themselves. And I I think for the dramatic effect, I'm going to take the Raiders here because the way some of these other scenarios could play out, and we're going to get to some of those, they've really got a shot at this thing. Um, and <laughs> it's going to be very interesting because, as we know, for, for pretty much for them, the game that we're probably going to look at the most is that Titans and Texans game, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Raiders here and think that they're going to have a shot uh, as the other three games are going on that they're going to have to have their eye on in this one. 
Yeah, they do have a lot to play for. I'm I'm still going to pick the Broncos. I, I do think they've played better the last two weeks. Uh, obviously, the Texans win stands out. But just overall, as, as we said, this team has a lot of good things going for them. Drew Locke's been better. And I just don't think the Raiders' secondary is going to be able to stick up the same way it did against the Chargers and how Philip Rivers has played. Uh, I won't be shocked, though, if the Raiders win. It's, it's always, these these Raider Bronco games, I hope at one point these two teams can kind of elevate their play because when I think back to when I was a kid, some of the best uh, rivalry games of the early 2000s and 90s were between these two teams. So uh, it, it should be in a good atmosphere. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, not too bad of weather, 34 degrees here. So Raiders, yeah, they. It's, I think, yeah, in terms of just the drama, I want them to win so that they have a chance to get in. That'd be amazing if they still <laughs> made the playoffs after all these different things have gone down. But I just think that at this point, I feel more comfortable with where the Broncos are and at home. I'm going to side with them. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go with my scenario here because over the next three games, we're gonna go through <laughs> what the Raiders need to happen. All right. So the Raiders have to win. Like nothing else matters unless the Raiders win. All right. This <laughs> next game, the Colts at the Jags. The Colts are four point favorites in this one. So the Colts. Uh, for the Raiders to get in, they, they need the Colts to win this game. Well, Dylan, I'm going to pick the Colts here because uh, the Jags, as yeah. we, you know, the Jags are a mess too. Uh, we don't know what we're getting from them. I guess to a certain extent, the Colts haven't been great, uh, but I just, I think they're the better team, and that makes them for me uh, the better choice here in this scenario. Yeah, it wasn't a hard pick for me. The Jags are just a mess. I know they they won that one game against the Raiders, but outside of that. They've just been bad for the whole second half of the year yeah. after all the Minshew uh, mania stuff kind of wore off and the defense continued to struggle. Uh, yeah, the Colts last week put a really big hurting on the Panthers, and I think it's going to be kind of a similar situation where you have an organization that is in a state of flux right now, a lot of things changing, a lot of drama with all the stuff um, going on with uh, behind, behind the scenes in that organization. So, yeah, I'll pick Indianapolis to win, and uh, yeah, it also serves our purpose here <laughs> if my pick is wrong on a Raider Bronco game to possibly let Oakland in. And it's not, uh, as we said on the last podcast, it's really not out of the conversation that all of these results are going to play out. All right, so that's going to lead us to the next one. Remember, we're still on the Raiders train here. All right, so if they play out like I think they're going to, the Raiders are still in at this point. So here's what they need. The Steelers at the Ravens. The Steelers are one-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, which, as I know, people are going to think, whoa, how, how did that happen? Well, we know because the Steelers have something to play for. The Ravens have nothing to play for. They've already clinched the number one seed. All right, for the Raiders, if the Raiders want to get in, if they've already won, the Colts win, here's what they need here. They need the Steelers to lose this game. Well, <laughs> Dylan, I'm going to take the Ravens because I know the Ravens are sitting everyone, but it's something you said, and I think we talked about this maybe on the previous episode. Yeah, the Ravens are sitting Lamar Jackson, but would you rather have Robert Griffin III or would you rather have Devlin Hodges at this point? And, I mean, I think in that scenario, I feel like that still I I would probably take the Ravens here uh, because we know the Steelers' offense has just not been good, and as good as their defense has been – I just I don't know like like I just can't possibly pick the Steelers at this point uh, because I just don't trust the offense at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I don't trust their offense. I think yeah, no matter with all the guys, Baltimore is going to sit. 
I still think they have so much depth and the defense has played so much better as a unit. Um, like you said, I, with Robert Griffin versus Devlin Hodges, who do you really prefer? I'm not saying that Robert Griffin's going to go full Matt Flynn from uh, I think 2011 <laughs> where he had six touchdowns in the season finale when the Packers already had the one seed wrapped up. Yep. But I think he's going to have a, a decent game. Uh, it's not going to, in my opinion, take a ton of points to win this game against the Steelers, given the state of their offense. I know Pittsburgh's defense is going to be balling out, trying their hardest to get, uh, you know, grind and carry this team to a playoff spot. But I just, I, I kind of just feel like with the way the Ravens are going, that even with their backups in, or, you know, it's not going to be every single guy. It's going to be, yeah, Lamar Jackson, some of the key starters. But there's still going to be a lot of playmakers out there, guys that have played a lot of time this season. I mean, the Ravens have had a number of these blowouts, and these guys end up coming in in the fourth quarter getting game experience. So, uh, it'll be an interesting test for them at home too, and yeah, for the sake of the drama and just, I, I just don't really want to. Uh, no offense to the Steelers, I, I think as, I'm really excited for the future in the terms of their defense, but I do not really want to watch them in the playoffs. So <laughs> I'll, I'll also go with the Ravens for that reason. Yeah, um, yeah. I, the Steelers, like we said, if they get in, you just you can't see them winning. Like they just don't. You know, I yeah, you just can't see them doing it with that offense. So. All right, so to this point, if my scenario is right and Dylan was wrong on the Broncos beating the Raiders, so we've got, we're three for three here. Now all the Raiders need is for the result of this next one to go their way. The Titans at the Texans. The Titans, three and a half point favorites in this one. The Raiders, if they want to get the playoffs and all these other three things leading up to this one, uh, go their way. They need the Titans to lose at the Texans. Um, so there you go. That's the setup for the Titans. They just have to win. Titans win and they're in. Very simple. No strict, you know, no complicated formulas at all. The Titans, they can win this game. They get in the playoffs and most likely uh, heading to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, which, as we know, a couple years ago, uh, that was one where we felt really good about the Chiefs at home against the Titans in the playoffs. Didn't work out well for the Chiefs, so that would make it very intriguing. Uh, All right, Dylan, this is the one moment I think we've all been leading up to this entire season. Me having to pick a Titans game with everything on the line here for this team. Um, and, and I know this is probably not, this, you know, we mentioned Eagles fans getting nervous, but a Titans fans are probably going to get a little nervous after this pick because I am going to pick the Titans, believe it or not. Um, and I always say, when, when you think the Titans should win, you usually pick against them. But I, Bill O'Brien has said, you know, he's going to play whoever. I just, it's not, we like we said, we don't think it's going to matter because the Chiefs are most likely going to beat the Chargers. And so there's going to be no reason. And he's already got several players that are dealing with injuries. Um, so you could see a completely different looking offense out there for the Texans defensively. You don't know who's going to play. Um, the Titans are going to be mm-hmm. playing everyone. Derrick Henry had a week to rest. The Titans should win this game. And and honestly, I'll say the Titans could possibly even, you know, be in a position where they should win this game convincingly. Um, will they do it? Probably not. They're going to make it tougher than it needs to be. But I, I will pick them because I really expect to see a lot of the second stringers out there for the Texans. Yeah. Um, and that should set up well for the Titans. Yeah, especially by the second half. I just think, yeah, it really depends on Kansas City winning. And even then, if Kansas City somehow loses to the Chargers, what really are you playing for with the three or six seed, or three or four seed? I mean, uh, both any opponent you're going to get is going to be pretty tough. I mean, maybe you don't want to play Buffalo, but 
Hey, if you get the Steelers, though, you would would love to play the Steelers. So, (laughs) yeah, it's true. So there's something to play for, but it's just a different mentality for a team like the Titans. It knows if they lose, they're most likely not going to get in based on all these other things that can happen. They need so much luck. So I think, yeah, the pick for me is the Titans. I thought the last game they played was so even, and both teams had so much on the line at that point. And now you've Clippers didn't have that convincing of a win anyway against Tampa Bay. I, I saw my concerns with them overall and where Tennessee's been the last few weeks. I know they lose these two in a row, uh, but they, they put up a good fight against the Saints. Didn't go back down from you know one of the NFL's probably five best teams. So I'm going to pick Tennessee. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> expectations for them as you've as you've warned me time and time again are probably not the best thing to, to have. But I, I, it's tough for me to really pick the Texans, given that I just don't think, with, even if even if they are if starters are out there mentally, they know that the result's not going to impact yeah. uh, where they stand in the playoff race. All right. So if that plays out, as we know, the Raiders would not be in the playoffs. Uh, but as we just went through, it wouldn't be all that wild to see them in. Uh, and it, it could very well come down to the result of this Titans-Texas game. Uh, mm-hmm. Could be what you know puts the Raiders in or leads the Raiders out. So we'll see. Uh, but it doesn't matter if they don't beat the Broncos. All right, we wrap up with the uh, the main game. It's our game of the week for both of us, no surprise. Um, the 49ers at the Seahawks. The Sunday night matchup, three-and-a-half-point favorites are the 49ers in this game. Um, this is the battle for, you know, as we say, it's the battle for, for looking at, at how this playoff picture is going to unfold here because for the 49ers, uh, as we know, it's a situation where, I mean, look, they they have a chance to be the number one seed here, and they would love to do that, but this is not going to be easy. And I think the reason now, Dylan, that it's not going to be that easy is because of sort of the Seahawks losing last week, and you expect the Seahawks to certainly have uh, be a bit more focused uh, in a game like this, knowing what's maybe on the line. However, with the injury situation like we talked about with them, mm-hmm. uh, the Seahawks just are, are probably not that same team maybe they were a month ago. Um, they just they look a little bit different now. And the 49ers, meanwhile, they just continue – to play well uh, i know they had sort of that slip up against the falcons but i, I just you know and, and early in the season i would not have said this i, I couldn't have said this because i i was one of those people that was holding back on the 49ers but now i fully expect them to go in and win this game uh sort of potentially knowing what what's on the line here for them yeah with the one seed on the line everything they've built towards I'm taking the Niners as well. I it, yeah, it's I don't know how much of it is my confidence in them. I, I feel like I was almost more confident a few weeks ago, and they're you know they still won some of these really tough games. They had such a brutal stretch of schedule as we've talked about. Found a way to win most of those games. I know the Ravens won, uh, obviously the Seahawks, the Falcons. All, all their losses came over the second half of the season in really tough games that came down to the wire. Um, but the, yeah, the defense just I'm still. I know the Rams have played better, but that that game, I mean, if, without the mistakes that Jared Goff made in some of their secondary, they would have lost that game, and they'd be in the same spot with the same record here as Seattle. So yeah. I'm not overly confident in the 49ers, but I feel like my confidence in the Seahawks, which was never that high to begin with, given where their defense is at, has, has dropped. I mean, I, I can't ignore what happened <laughs> a week ago to the, against the Cardinals. as bizarre, and sure enough, they, I mean, they could bounce back. Russell Wilson could go off and then win, and no one would be shocked. But I, I just feel better about where the Niners are. I feel like they're, you know, with the one seed on the line, Seattle, they could be just playing for the three seed by the time this game starts if the Packers and Saints both win. 
So uh, really what are, uh, how much motivational they have, the injuries, just the way they've played lately. Yeah, 49ers, my pick, game of the week for sure. I mean, uh, usually, a lot of times these games are almost playing games on the Sunday night, the week six, uh, 17. Not the case here, but still a really intriguing one, which, uh, I mean, getting the one seed or a bye compared to the five, I mean, it really changes the, the equation in terms of these teams' chances of making it to the Super Bowl. Because the NFC, uh, if you get down to that five, I know yeah, you're going to probably be playing the Eagles or Cowboys, but uh, you're going to feel good about that first one. But you're going to have to win a couple games on the road after that yeah. if you do pull that one out in the divisional round. It's just, it just gets so tough. So uh, a lot on the line here for both franchises. Yeah, feels like the, the right choice for our game of the week, but I'm telling you, the most dramatic game is going to be the Titans and the Texans. Lock it in. Um, just, <laughs> just know that it's going to be that way. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. But there you go. There are our picks for Week 17. In the NFL season, uh, if you want to, you know, go back and look at every one of our picks and assume we're right on some of these and what the playoff scenarios could be, uh, good luck because uh, it's uh, pretty interesting to think about all these and certainly there will probably be some some wacky results that we don't expect and how they play at the playoff races. Uh, we will see what happens there. But um, that'll do it uh, for our picks. And Dylan, um, as always, we've got a lot of great stuff going on over Clutch Points, certainly uh, with all of the drama and excitement going into Week 17. Uh, tell everybody where they can find all of our great stuff over there. Yeah, ClutchPoints.com under our NFL tab. You can find all of our NFL content, even though fantasy football has died down now with our year week 17. Still a lot of good uh, things to read, a lot of good previews. Uh, obviously, all the big news is happening, but different editorial content. I've been really happy with all the original stuff we've been doing so far this season and continue to do, and we'll have a lot more in-depth stuff for all these playoff matchups that are about to come up. So uh, find that all at clutchpoints.com under the NFL section. You can also download our Clutch Points app to read all of our content as well as follow the games and interact with fans, read all the analysis in real time. So I uh, appreciate all that. Yeah, we have you know, our podcast tab on the website. You can listen to us there. We have the Battle for LA podcast. So actually, we'll be getting shortly to the Clippers-Lakers uh, Christmas Day game. So yeah, a lot of good stuff here and excited to get into the new year soon. But one more week, it's going to be fun. And then I'm excited to really dive into looking more in depth maybe at some of these wild uh, card playoff matchups. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, lots of great stuff going on over there. And then, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll have some fun with these because you know we won't be going through and picking uh, 15 games a week. We'll be uh, we'll be focusing in uh, here on the playoff matchups uh, once they're set here. So it should be a fun week uh, in the NFL for sure. So be sure to subscribe everywhere, and we will talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.